Blink. Bam. Bam, 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 Come on, here. I hate trying to sing that song. Because <laughs> it forces you to do that. Get all oh, fucking like, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you know. Get all fucking Justin Timberlake up in this version going, I'm a daddy, baby. Annyeong, and welcome to Holly Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, Petey Ray. This is episode 19, G.I. Instruments. Enjoy! Bye. Yeah, alright. I'm stable again. Yes. I read it internet wise, not not emotionally stable, because I don't I don't know if either one of us are. <laughs> God no. <laughs> God no. Alright, uh we are going to get started. Halijuku in three, two, one. Buenos nachos amigos and welcome to another final episode of Halijuku, your avenue into the world of east asian pop culture through the eyes of a couple of non-asian yahoos uh i am pd rave your man with no plan here with me as always is none other than brandy cooper aka king cass how you doing cass i am doing exceptionally well it is tax season ladies and gentlemen fill out those forms claim those claims and no you can't claim your subway sandwich even if you didn't eat it sorry is now tax law. Get your shit right. Yeah. Uh, get your government check. Get that government cheese. Right. Uh, we are, of course, gathered together. And as we start every episode, we're going to check in where we'll be listening, what we've been listening to, except we know what we've been listening to. We've basically both been listening to more or less the same thing. But I'll let you start with what you've been, uh, uh, definitely mostly listening to, uh, Kaz. Well, what we've been doing, and, and, and here's, alright, so here's what happened. If, I, if for some reason you're new to the show, and for those who have been following along as well, and just for me and Petey's sake, right? Um, as you know, me and Petey are both, uh, fans of 21 and Girls' Generation. Petey being more of a Girls' Generation fan, and me being more of a 21 fan. They both dropped albums at the same time, and, we, we picked them up, we've been listening to them, we've been going through them, you know, and we were kind of, I think we're ready to give our thoughts kind of fully on these albums. We've listened mm-hmm. to them extensively at this point, um, and kind of went through them. But what also happened is, is me and Petey, I think are equally fans of, of Global Icon GI, mm-hmm. um, and we picked up their mini album as well, and, Holy shit. Like, uh, that album is so good for, you know, for like a five song mini album. Yeah. So, so good. For a rookie um, group, too. Yeah, for a rookie group. Um, so, you know, I'll go through this. So being the 21 fan, I, I really, really, really resonated with the 21 album. It is kind of what I've been waiting for. Um, and, and I'm, Really, really loving it. I liked, I, I liked the, the Girls' Generation album. I thought it was exceptionally, I thought it was, I thought it was put together really well. 
I thought it was exceptionally put together. I thought, I thought each song kind of flowed into the next one really, really well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the pickup and stuff like that. But I must say the, the party album that is global icons tremendous yeah. is so good. Cause it starts with that, that kind of slow song, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it valid. just. Yeah goes into all these really fun dance pop rap songs, yeah. you know? And holy shit, it's just such a good fucking album, dude. Like, oh yeah. my god. It's definitely an, an interesting new ex- way to experience, like, uh, GI's, like, uh, uh, lineup. Cause we've been, okay, so our previous journey with them started with Beatles, then after a while, there was nothing, and then, uh, a little bit, you know, with Bushit and then Giyuk. And that was like our journey. But then going through the journey, the kind of almost the opposite way with a couple of other songs going in, it was an interesting way where you go into that ballad. It's, it's a very R&B ballad. Uh, there's rapping in it. You know, uh, I believe it's one kit, uh, you know, kind of rapping on the thing. It, it has a really cool feel to it. And then you come to the, like, the album cut of uh, Giyuk. Uh, where you had that little, you know, distant little, uh, sitar, uh, break up, uh, little flitty thing. And yeah. then it gets into the beat and it's like, it starts with geek and you're like, yeah, everybody geek. And you, it just get <laughs> into the, everybody geek, everybody geek. And then we're <laughs> still, love it. yeah. And then still maintaining that energy, but in turning it into kind of a more intense version of it, going into boo shit. It kind of carrying over that energy, but into kind of, all right, let's get gritty. Like, let's get gritty up in this bitch. And then like, you know, Boucher is uh, super, super cool and gritty and Doc 2 really does uh, a, a really good job of, of fitting into the song. He doesn't do a, it's not an exceptional rap routine, but mm-hmm. it's a really good one and it fits in well. Uh, and, and it's really good. And then it goes and, and then it goes into, I believe it's Diddy Dumb, if I, if I memory serves me right. Yeah, so it starts because of you, Giyuk, Busha, Diddy Dumb. And then Diddy Dumb was a track that I kept telling you. It was like, hey, this is a really cool track, Diddy Dumb. And you had an amazing experience with it, right? Oh, my God. I fucking love that song, dude. It just, it it starts high and ends high. And I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, I need a break. No, it, it's just, uh, yeah, it's so much fun and, it, and, 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 and intense, cool fun. There's <laughs> one, another more you can say. It's just a really cool, like, beat and really cool, like, breakdowns and the little, the, uh, uh, wubbubby parts that fit in really well. And, uh, it's just really cool. And then it finishes off with our, our, going back, like I said, backwards to Beatles, the first right. song we know. And it's like so familiar. Uh, well, it finishes with those of the actual song because then there's two instrumentals. It's the instrumental yeah. instrumental for Geek and the instrumental for Bullshit. So there. if you want to, if you want to uh, uh, bust it out on, at Noreban, there's your <laughs> chance. Right. Yeah. And those instrumentals are really good, though. Like, yeah, it's really cool to listen to them. They're just yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, it's really cool. Uh, and then also. Going back to 21, I, I, I linked a couple of cool performances. Uh, the, they've also been releasing the, the live performances, getting ready for their All on Northing tour. Uh, 
and I included the videos, and you've watched the, their performances of, of Crush and uh, CL's Baddest Female slash Men Boon performances. What are, what have you you have your impressions been of these like live video performances? Um, they're really good. The only problem I noticed with some of the um some of the the GI ones is like the audio is really bad in some of their performances. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, but as far as the, the 21, uh, performances. But the 21, 21's performances, like, those girls know how to fucking perform. I mean, that's what they were designed for, you know? Yeah. Um, because they were designed to be the counterpart to, to Big Bang and, and Big Bang can fucking perform, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so those girls know how to perform. Yeah. Um, um, they don't dance as much as they used to, which kind of makes me sad. Like, they used to really, really, really be about, like, kind of dancing and doing that kind of stuff. And I feel like they don't do it as much as they used to. Yeah. Cause, like, you know, like, you used to, we, like, you follow fucking Mimsy on Twitter, and every so often there was a video of her just in the dance studio, just fucking. Yeah. And you're like, alright, I, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Get hit. Uh, yeah, and, and, but it, it, it definitely has a fantastic live uh, environment, and I really want them to come to, to, you know, anywhere in this country, anywhere in this country, it, they go anywhere with the All or Nothing tour. I am gonna try my best to make it. <laughs> like, do New York. I'll do New York with you. Like, come on, please, 21, YG, bring them over. Like, just, have a concert in New York or LA, you know, at least, at least commit to KCON. Promise me KCON. Mm-hmm. Wait, what the hell am I doing? I'm asking for promises from YG. I'm going down a bad road. Sorry. Yeah, no, you'll get the, you'll get those promises, but then they'll never be fulfilled. Yeah, no, they'll be broken so many times. They'll be like, Hey, here's the tour dates and here we're selling tickets. And you're like, all right, let me go get my wallet. And you'll come back and you'll be like, uh, we're, what about those tickets? What tickets? The, the ones you were gonna sell me? What? For the two eighty one concert? Never even heard of that group. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's a poster behind you. Like, nope, that's a figment of your imagination. That's actually a TV. And you're like, what? <laughs> what is it? Uh, and I have to say, uh, it was a, it was a. They, I like that, uh, CL is, uh, carrying over the, uh, reformatted version of Baddest Female that they uh-huh. did for the, the Gay Odajan, uh, for her live, for her, like, solo performances. Uh, it, it's, and also their kind of the, the feel of Men Boom is even better live. It's just like this, like, oh God, insane. Yeah. Going her that, going nuts. That solo song by by her is so fucking good, dude. So much fun. Like it's just so like uh has it makes really me cool like beat. holy shit. Like, make you want to do the Bernie. Make it do like that. <laughs> uh and that she almost Bernies at, at, at the beginning of it, but it's really cool. Uh and like it, it's yeah, it's just like a really cool, intense, crazy. It's supposed to be kind of insane song. Uh, I don't know how good the, 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 the lyrics are, but her flow is really cool. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to get delusional about it being necessarily the best in the world, but it does a really, she does a really good job and has a really good attitude, has a very 
CL has a cool stage presence that yeah. is undeniable. Like, it, it, that it, her presence is unmistakable and her voice is unmistakable and it's really cool. And I, I just like watching her perform for that. Um, and, and I think I figured out uh, how I, uh, in what ways I parallel your feelings on her blonde hair. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I don't mind her blonde hair. I only mind it when it starts to look a little too nylon pinky. And I'm talking about nylon pick, the group that we were talking about, the, that did those like English covers of K-pop songs or all those like, yeah. Barely. When it starts to look more like them than, I think the, how it looked in this video where it's a little bit mussy and maybe has some grease in it or, or at least just her sweat in it, it looks fine. Uh, but when it's that, it almost looks like a wig blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when there's a little too much makeup, mm, not a fan. I wish she would go with black hair, but if that, that, that's her style and I like it when it's a little more, more mussy and unkempt. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but that's beside the point. Yeah, 21 GI. Uh, of course, we've also been listening, and you mentioned us uh, yesterday. I've been jamming out to, to Mr. Mr. and I think it's just a really on, on point album, on point mini album. And I like, uh, the tracks work really well. I still think Back Hug, it's a good ballad, but it's the one that kind of, uh, is the low, the one low point just cause it's kind of generic. But even that works really well. And, uh, but overall, I think the songs work out really well. I, I love Mr. Mr. and I absolutely love Soul. Uh, do, I, and I had mentioned you to have you listen to uh, that song, Soul. Uh, did you get a yeah. chance to listen to that song? Um, I liked it. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't feel as strongly about it as you do. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like it. It's a really good song. Like, yeah. it, it would be, uh, did you agree that it would fit right in with your, uh, with your gaming playlist? Oh, yeah, no. Jamming in there was It definitely would. Starcraft. It definitely would. Yeah. Like, like this, Membu and, Dumb, and Diddy Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's going in there. Uh, and also, uh, what I've been, uh, keeping track of, not only watching as well as listening, uh, their, uh, Sunesha Day's performances of Mr. Mr. I included three of them on various music shows, uh, only because I couldn't pick the one that I wanted to pick. I, I couldn't pick which one would be the best one. I just couldn't decide. Uh, because, uh, I think the Music Bank was, I think, the better performance. And, but on their first, uh, performance of it, they wore the jeans with the, the shirts and the ties and, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like the jeans. I, I, I just, I, I like the, them in, you know, the jeans and boots. Uh, the style just kind of really does it for me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they've been really on top performances. And the main thing, we actually get to see the dancing, <laughs> the dance routine. <laughs> Yeah, the dance you you wanted to see, you finally get to see it. Like, fuck, I get to see more than five seconds of it. Like, you know, and and it's not the most elaborate dance routine that they've ever done. It's probably not the best dance that they've ever done. But it's, uh, I will say that it's really on point. The moves work really well, and they fit the song perfectly. And uh it has a really cool confidence built into the song. Into the routine, and 
it's very it's very girls generation in that it, the formations are on point everything's kind of you know has really good uh layering and formations and se- uh, setups uh there's a little uh, there's a lot less ev- well i mean there's a bit less of everybody in line doing the same exact thing <laughs> like they they do a lot less of this but i think that's something that they've been progressing away from just in general so it's good to see that um yeah it has really good layers to it. Something's happening in the back. Something's happening in the front. Uh, it is interesting to say, notice that there's two points in the, in the performance where because of the addition of six, uh, backup male dancers, uh, not nine, six, uh, that it becomes it, just in the way that the pairing off your, you know, female and male backup dancers, if there's a few that aren't paired up with other dancers and the rest are, Usually that formation is for that person, that those few being the group and the rest are all backup dancers. Uh, <laughs> so, and there's two points where it's three of them in the middle and six of the other six with backup dancers, almost making them become the backup dancers. And right. somebody, if, uh, and it goes in with the one complaint that somebody had that it was very Tetiso plus the rest. <laughs> and in those two moments, it was Taeyeon, Tiffany and Sahyan. Tetiso, the subunit that released a uh, mini al- uh, uh, their own album recently. So it's like, hmm. It, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's very interesting to like notice that those two very prominent moments where it looks like that, it was those three. Like the very, you know, the, the hallowed uh, subunit of vocalists. Uh, but other than that, it was a very cool routine. Uh, and I, I, it was nice to see it. It was nice to see it, SM. It was nice to see the dance routine. I understand you want to have a concept. You want to try something new. But we also like Senior Shade for the dancing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, did, did you get a chance to like see the routine? Did you get a similar feel? I didn't, I didn't watch the whole, um, live video for for Mr. Mister because I was still kind of just listening to that. Like, I, you know, like, I just got back from work today, so I didn't look for that one. Because usually on Sunday, what I do is I look at all, like, the new videos that have been missing throughout the week. Yeah. Which is why, uh, right before we started recording, I was asking you about the Top Dog video, which is actually <laughs> pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at it, or, or it's not their, their worst showing. I actually think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you said the same. Like you, you said, you thought it was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it was a yeah. good. It was good. Had good formations. Had good lineups. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I haven't gotten around yet to to checking out the Mister Mister one. Like I'll probably do it as we're talking about things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, and then like the other thing I was saying is just like I'm I'm glad. They're kind of sticking to this, like, you know, still doing this. I w- like I said, I wish it was in the video, like, like you said last week. Like, I wish we could have saw it in the video because that's always the fun place to see this. Like, I love seeing dance routines in, in stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I understand that. people complain about the dance in a box thing with SM. You know, we've, I, I, I'm sure I've made an occasional joke about their, you know, box set movies or dance in a box movies, music videos, but, uh, there's still, you know, you could still have, a, you know, peppered it with something else, but still have the dance routine. But yeah, it, it was really cool. 
Um, and it's a really cool routine. But, uh, besides that, Sunyasha Day, again, like I said, it's at the very, if you can say nothing else, it's better than I got a boy and the boys. <laughs> Cause you know what? At the end of the day, it's better than that. And you know what? That's what, <laughs> that's all I really wanted. That's all I really wanted. <laughs> that's all PD asked for. Yeah. And you know what? I got what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> And all right, so another thing that I've been listening, to, well, I've been paying attention, uh, and I wanted to point out, uh, I listened, to, I ended up listening to it anyways, even though I, I didn't necessarily think I was going to. But Block B, uh, yeah. I think we mentioned Block B before. Uh, yeah, we, we've talked about Block B a few times. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I, I they brought on my radar is because allegedly, allegedly, they're coming to Miami, uh, which is crazy. Because no K-pop, no you know Korean anything comes to Miami. Hell, hardly anything comes to Miami. But supposedly, uh, Block B is in fact doing what, uh, uh, what the what other unlike other people that use the phrase, they're in fact bringing their talents down to South Beach. Uh, they're going to be playing the Fillmore in uh, Fillmore Theater at the Jack Lee, the Fillmore. Uh, Miami Beach at Jackie Gleason Theater, if I can say that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly at the end of June, I haven't had any, I haven't looked at it, seen anything that says that either on the Fillmore site or any site that is actually connected to Block B or their entertainment label. I only see it on like Facebook groups and like, uh, forums and stuff like that. So I have no idea if this is even true, but if this is true, I'm kind of excited because I finally actually get to see something live K-pop related here in my hometown and not a bad group to check out live in Block B. Yeah. Uh, then haven't been on my radar, but they're, fa- they, from what I've seen, they're a fantastic group. And uh, of course I linked, uh, Nilili, Bam- Nilili Mambo, which is just yeah. a fun song. Yeah. It's kind of the one song we, we found that put them on our, our radar. Mm-hmm. Um, cause of how ridiculous the video is and how crazy they look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one uh, dude with blonde dreads. Like, yeah. Oh, God. And, and like contact lenses too. It's like, yeah. what the hell? Uh, but it's just a fun song, fun, catchy song with a great hook and, uh, but Block B, uh, finally getting to see but something I, K-pop. They also it. have that one dude who tries, who's kind of looks like a cheap version of Top. <laughs> <laughs> It well, yeah. sounds like a version of top, but yeah. I'm not being, I'm not trying to be rude, you know? No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in all fairness, if you can get a top on your, on your band, <laughs> if you can get on that top action, let's yeah. be honest, when we went in, in GI's Beatles, one of them girls has that very specific top-like hue into her hair dye. <laughs> right. And it has and that very short cut and it's like, mm-hmm. And the, and, and the other one looks very, and the other one has a moment in it where she looks like she must have been the opponent to G Dragon's, uh, boxing <laughs> match in, uh, one of a kind. It's right. like, there's, there's, like, in case you were wondering who G Dragon was boxing, here it is! <laughs> it's her! I don't, I don't know, she could probably take G Dragon. Probably. I think, I think the girls in GI are a little tougher than some of the boy groups. <laughs> God damn it. G Dragon is about 74 pounds soaking wet. 
<laughs> God bless him. He's amazing in the studio. He's a really good talent. He's a fun rapper. He's a good musician, uh, a singer. But goddamn, if he's in a tiny, if he is in a tiny, frail little Korean man, like, <laughs> uh, it's adorably so. Uh, and we always go back to the the crooked video where he starts to pick a fight with the one white dude or or the the black bouncer. And it's like, no, no, GD, no, D- don't. Uh, no. And they, they make fun of it on Eat Your Kimchi's, uh, K-Pop Music Mondays, where they had the, the recreation of what it would actually be like, and it has, uh, Martina as GD and Simon as, like, whatever the white guy is, or the bouncer, and GD ju- bumping into the guy, collapsing on the floor, and, uh, Simon as the other guy going, Oh my god, I killed a child! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but enough about GD. Enough about GD. Uh, but yeah, Block B. I'm excited. I'm hopeful for some live K-pop here. Uh, if, oh. you know, uh, I'm gonna have to, and hopefully not have to wait till KCON to experience some live K-pop. Uh, <laughs> and I still need some details on KCON, cause I think I'm hopefully gonna check out KCON, uh, when it comes around. We'll have to see, cause I think it might be around the same time as DragonCon. But yeah. Alright, that's what we've been listening to. That's our music segment. Uh, now we're gonna transition into our headlines. Let's get into headlines. Uh, first of all, we're gonna start with the headline. AKB48 is looking for temporary Onisan members. Uh, this was a headline brought to our attention by our buddy DJM, uh, David Majors. And it, it's, it's an interesting, cause they're, they're auditioning, uh, they're having an adult uh, AKB48 audition. Uh, that they will have member, they will try to, uh, audition people that are at least 30 years old, uh, both married and unmarried, female professionals and amateurs. Uh, and the, the winners will t- get to attend daily training sessions and participate in performances and audience reading events and, uh, mm-hmm. the, and then after the small promotional period, they will graduate from the group. Um, it's by, I believe, uh, sponsored by a snack company. Uh, what was your impression of, of this, uh, little promotion? Alright, so the, right, this is what, this is, was my instant thing, right? This was like, oh, this is a way from, cause they had an older girl group. Yeah. Before. And they got rid of it. Yeah. Right? And then a lot of the girls that were super popular, that graduated and have left. Yeah. Are around 30 now. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, you're not slick, AKB. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is what they'll do. They're going to hire one old lady, right? They'll hire like one, 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 like kind of 40-ish, 50 kind of grandmother-ish kind of old lady. Then they'll bring back like a really popular girl who's about like 28, 29, 30-ish, you know. Um, cause there's a few or whatever. Um, yeah. not, not any of the super, super popular ones are 30 yet. Um, but like, you know, they'll do that and, and, I don't know. It's just such a ploy in yeah. my mind, right? That is just like whatever. But whoever they pick, I will root them on. <laughs> like, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I root on my own son. Yeah. And uh, can I just say? Can I just say? Right. The fact that they're like, like 
they're looking for an Onisad for their campaign has to be at least 30. God, that made me feel old because they're like, could be a mom even. And I was like, you just said 30. Could be. I'm like, God, damn no. Uh, I'm 30. God damn it. Uh, I'm 30. And that's right. scary to me. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an interesting little promotion. I'm not an Uncle Finn, no. No. I'm still a Nopa. Um. <laughs> Uh, wait, that's the Korean. Uh, but it's an interesting little fun campaign. I mean, it's mainly, uh, dealing with this, this snack company, and it's like a little, uh, yeah. they're, the, they're the guys behind Pocky. So it's like basically, it's a, a advertisement for Pocky. It's a whole elaborate promotional campaign for Pocky. So <laughs> it really is, uh, all that is to it. But it's gonna be very interesting to see, uh, who they have. On there, the the one thirty year old, uh, uh, the one thirty year old hanging out with the little nineteen year old girl shaking Uncle Fan's hands. <laughs> it's like possibly getting proposed to by by a stalker and have their company <laughs> because they refuse. You, oh my god! I just they might pick someone's mother who's oh. already in the. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. Because like, think if you think about it. Uh, say an 18 year old has a kid, they, they get started quick. So maybe like a 19 year old, uh, could possibly be, have a 13 year old member of the group and be 32. Yeah. Well, uh, so that'll be interesting. Right. And we, you could be, no, you could be, um, you could be like, 35 and have a 16 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Have a 16 year old. No, or 38, 38. 38. Have a 16 year yeah. old. Uh, 35 and have a 16 year old. You know, cause yeah. you had it at 19. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Well, uh, that would, yeah. that would be really interesting to have some yeah. girl like, yeah, my mom is in the group now. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like, you'll, you'll have like your own, uh, J-pop Gilmore girls. It's in the, in the group. It's like, <laughs> Uh, Mom must be popular too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting to think, a thing to look forward to. Um, switching tiers entirely, uh, just cause there's no transition from that to this. Uh, really cool thing in the world of, uh, Korean hip hop, uh, Simon D has actually left his label and is joining Jay Park at AOMG as co-CEO of JOMG, of AOMG. Uh, of course, AOMG being the above ordinary music group. Also, uh, AOMG is, uh, not actually named after, but a very obviously referencing Jay Park's, uh, dance crew art of movement. So it's kind of all, you know, ties into kind of his history, you know, his roots connected to his roots, which is kind of cool. But AOMG is, he, Jay Park has been accumulating artists and people and collaborators, uh, into his group. You know, guys like, uh, uh, Gray, Loco, Jungoon, Ugly Duck, DJ Wagoon, DJ Pumpkin, and, uh, apparently Art of Movement is going to be part of the label too. Uh, so, it's interesting. What, what, what impression did you get of this possibility? What, what possibilities do you foresee, uh, with this? Um, like, 
I don't know. Like, this is, this is still really yet to show itself. Like, this is still putting people in positions of power, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see what he's going to kind of do with these groups that he has, with these other rappers that he has, you know? Like, and then kind of all this other stuff that's going on. Like, I, w- I want to see what's going to happen there before I really, really say. But, like, you know, me and you, we love Jay Park. Everyone yeah. loves Jay Park. Like, like... The dude is so cool. He's so lovable. Like, like he seems really down to earth. Uh, he's a bit ridiculous from time to time. Like in this mm-hmm. goddamn picture of him throwing gang signs and yeah. all tatted up. <laughs> that's what. That's immediately thought. Uh, I looked at the picture. I was like, Jay Park, what the hell are you doing? P- throwing pretend gang signs there? Stop it! Just stop it! <laughs> <laughs> he's such a. He is such an American kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's such a. He would be like. The hoodiest rapper, if he could, in America, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because that's all what he's doing. He's doing the same thing rappers do here in Korea, you know? Yeah. And you go, you get famous, you do a couple of movies and TV. Well, you keep putting out those albums, then you have your own label, you know? And you start kind of bringing in people that you know and you like and, you know, doing that stuff. But Building your stable, building your army, and just kind of go out there and, you know go forth right. and take over. And and he certainly he's got the clout and the popularity in, in in Korea. I mean we talked about how he's one of those we talked about that list of eleven artists that uh people actually listen to in Korea, everyday Koreans listen to and he's on that list. He's somebody that everyday Korean hip hop fans listen to as one of their artists. Uh uh and it's going to be really cool to see. I I, I I haven't always had Jay Park on my radar musically, but I've always liked what he does uh, as an approach to music. I like that he he got the taste of the traditional K-pop life and said, "All right, you know, I'm done with this. I'm gonna do things my way, and I'm I'm not going to just right. go with what the the established way is supposed to be. And I'm gonna take what I think is the better approach, or at least the approach that's more, uh." Amenable to me, and I'm gonna bring it over to here because it'll be a new approach here, and it'll have some success. And it is. And of course, he's also laughing his uh, he's laughing his ass off at JYP for kicking him <laughs> out of 2 p.m. I love this article that I, I actually replaced the original bland Soompi article to an Asian junkie article because I love Asian junkie uh, <laughs> because it was a lot more funny where they painted uh, at him like basically. Uh, uh, blowing his nose at JYP for kicking him out at 2 p.m. <laughs> well, and I love the last paragraph. It says, uh, he, they described about what's all happening with him. Uh, you know, Simon D and all what could happen there. Um, and the fact that Simon D is a fantastic rapper. He brings talent and clout and whatever. And then the last paragraph is what slays me and I'll read it word for word. Meanwhile, 2 p.m. stays locked in GP- JYP's dungeon as he figured out a way to replace them with GOT7. And if this were back in the feudal years, Taekyung would be gathering his army for a military coup. <laughs> and that's exactly what would be happening. <laughs> I swear, if, if he doesn't, if Ta- is, is like, that's pretty much what's happening over at JYP. They kind of, have you, have we heard of 2, 2 p.m. outside of their like Japanese stuff? No. No, mm-hmm. nothing lately. Uh, and 2 a.m. is touring and stuff, but, and outside of, uh, Joe Kwan's fabulous cover of Vogue, uh, <laughs> we haven't really seen much of them. Right. Uh, but, 
it's really cool. I mean, I mean that's, that's what it is. Like, like let's say, like, you know, in, in a sense, that's kind of what this is. Is is kind of Jay Park being like, well, I'm glad I got out of that shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, look at me now. You know, <laughs> like, how you like me now? Look how famous I, I like. Look how successful I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just like look him. where I knew I could be. Yeah, slaying him. Uh, and I, I wish him all the best. It's going to be really cool to see going forward. Um, mm-hmm. all right. So onto regular traditional K-pop news. Uh, I just, I, it's, isn't much to talk about, but it's just, uh, there's going to be the simply K-pop tour in Shanghai. Uh, I guess a tour, or I think it's just a one date or I don't know. Uh, large scale K-pop concert. It's going to have 12 artists and it's going to be another one of those. God damn it, I wish that was happening near me because it looks like the best concert ever. <laughs> because it's gonna have uh GD and Taeyang, FX, Crayon Pop, U Kiss, Rainbow, Block B, Vix, Ajax, C Real, Kamion, J and Jun. Uh a few of those aren't necessarily on my radar, but I wouldn't mind seeing them as part of this whole concert. <laughs> uh, you know, Vix isn't necessarily on my radar that much, but I wouldn't mind seeing them live as part of this whole concert. And it's, it, it, it just seems like a really, it, I, I wish they would bring, let's just, hey, take that concert, bring it over here. Just like mm-hmm. 21, bring that over here too. Mm-hmm. Come to like, do an actual world goddamn tour. God Please. Like the, go to other places in the world. I know Asia is, loves itself and you're like oh you know gonna go around asia and that's world tour like but can i get a little bit of that love can i could i see tpm can i see big bang please god damn it love please? and stereo that we, the group that we talked about and glenn check they're shitting on all these fools because they're doing the u.s tour they're going to uh south by southwest they're going mm-hmm. to uh they're going to be in uh detroit they're going to be in uh, uh San Francisco, LA, I think a couple of other dates, uh, the Soundholic tour. They're, they and Love Exterior did a whole US tour last year where they hit freaking I believe Chicago and Toronto and a bunch of dates in New York and they were in in I believe Texas as well. And no wait, no, this is their Texas tour. But yeah, indie bands are doing more in the US than than these K-pop groups that have millions of dollars to spend, you know. These companies that have millions of dollars to uh, to uh, spend on promotions, like indie companies, are outdoing them. Come on, <laughs> damn it! Come over here. Uh, there are a couple oh. of groups that are coming over here in some U.S. tours. It's just I want more. I want these large scale tours. I want these large scale like festival things. Uh, I think I'm just gonna have to wait till KCon. Uh, yeah, probably. KCon is probably gonna be it. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, interesting to see me go all the way to LA for, for to, <laughs> to to KCon. Uh, so we'll have, we're going to have to hope we're still around at, at the end of the year, <laughs> and I'll report on that. Uh, right. Like we finally got to see one group. Yes. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's still a really cool lineup and I, 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 I am jealous of Shanghai for getting this lineup. Uh, even for groups that I, I, I don't even know, singers I don't even know, I still want to see them live. Cause you know what? I like just running into shows that I don't know the artists. I'll 
I'll show up for a show that I don't know the artists and I'll check them out. That's awesome. It's even more awesome to like discovering some artists you never heard of live, right? Like right yeah. there in front of you. Like that would be cool. Yeah. That is no, like I, it, that's, that's how music spreads and grows is to like be able to go to something, see it and like, you know, like have that ability to do like, just see new groups, you know what I'm saying? Like see an opening group or see a littler group, you know, while you're there initially to see a bigger group. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wait, holy shit. Like I didn't know about them. Like they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you check them out and you suddenly you're a fan of them now and you're checking out all their music. Uh, so I want, I want, I want this tour. All right. K-Con or bust, I guess. All right. So, Next on the agenda, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, new exciting things to come, uh, on the comeback tip, on the comeback tip, uh, Four Minute is, uh, planning their comeback soon. Four Minute's gonna come back with a Four Minute World, uh, with a, with an album, a mini album that they've been planning and actually pushed up sooner. Actually did the opposite of YG. They did a reverse YG. Uh, mm -hmm. And are actually coming out with their, uh, theirs sooner. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, do you, how, uh, are you anticipating the four minute? Um, I've, I've always liked four minute. I, I need to buy some of their stuff, um, to kind of secure that actual like of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I am kind of excited to see for a minute come back. Like I, I always kind of like hearing their songs when they play on Pandora. I love like, um, I kind of love the dynamic of the group. I never, I never really got a lot into their performances cause it's, it's kind of just like kind of the egg yo or like kind of yeah. sim simplistic dance routines and shit like that. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, uh, I, I really like some fun tunes. There's definitely gonna be some fun tunes. Uh, they're probably not gonna <laughs> set the world on fire dance routine wise, but who knows? They could, uh, really uh, step things up and apparently they've been, uh, working on this stuff since they were out with, uh, with Is It Poppin'. So, uh, apparently it's been worked out, uh, worked on quite a bit and they're gonna work with Brave Brothers, which is gonna be interesting. Uh, so I think uh, what I'm anticipating is some fun songs, uh, a nice catchy routine that's going to be a, a very catchy uh, dance to it, uh, not going to necessarily revolutionize anything, and also Hyuna will be up front and center and rapping. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. Four Minute is a fun group, but it really yeah. is a destiny child to Hyuna's <laughs> buddy Beyonce. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing you can say. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Like, no other way around it. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It might as well be called Hyuna and those other bitches. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, but moving on. Speaking of, uh, uh, we talked about YG earlier. Speaking of wild, prom wild uh, statements from YG, uh, YG oh, plans goodness. to <laughs> plans to open YG Land. 
in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking in Orange County specifically, uh, which is right. not L.A. Uh, technically, uh, it's gonna be a kind of a, a, a part studio, part uh, you know, kind of uh, services location, kind of a, a their headquarters in the U.S. to help with promotions here, uh, which could be interesting. Uh, it could also be in a dungeon where they, they, uh, lock, uh, a promising group of theirs with a less than stellar American producer and have them never emerge with anything ever. Again. So, there could be that. So, I don't know. It could be either way. Are, are you, are you hopeful about this? About this helping them expand their market share into the states? This is probably the stupidest thing <laughs> that I've heard come out of the YG camp. And we have heard some pretty epically horrendous shit come out of YG. Uh, it's it, it, Alright, so let's, let's go and what? see what, the, what? what it is. Why? No, 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 hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna get this shit out, right? Fine. You know what? YG lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, have that. Fine. Okay. Good for you, YG. What the fuck does this hope you do music-wise? <laughs> what in the ever-loving Christ does this hope you do music-wise? Uh. Um... It's okay. So apparently they're going to partner up with MND properties. They're going to secure a location in what is going to be an outdoor mall called the source. Uh, apparently YG land is going to promote their, their artists there. It's going to have like, I guess a store. It's going to have a recording studio, a practice room, and maybe even a theater in there. Uh, kind of as an all purpose location to, for them to like work on stuff there. Uh, I don't know. It, of course, it sounds like a, an amusement park, and uh, and that's a funny thought. But it, it it looks like it could work, but I don't know. You never know with YG because they they, they it's the, sometimes they they strike nice strike while the iron's hot and get something out there with some good style and and good you know the the, the good hit song or hit you know album. But sometimes they just kind of uh, poop their pants and then just stand there and just look at you. And you know they pooped their pants, but they won't acknowledge that they pooped their pants. Like, you can smell it. And you can actually see, like, a little trickle on their shoe. And you ask them, hey, YG, did you, did you have an accident in your pants? I mean, I understand. It happens. You know, sometimes you eat some bad tacos. And it happens, and they look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't smell anything. Nothing happened. And then they walk away, they waddle away from you. And you're left just watching their trail of poo on the ground. And that's my story. YG, <laughs> uh, Kaz, do you have anything to add? I forgot I fucking, I fucking had to type an angry letter. No, <laughs> why, like, so, alright, right? Here's my hopefulness for this, right? 
YG Land would be, um, YG Land would be like, oh, you know what? You want to see 21? Come to YG Land. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to see Big Bang? Like, when they do a world tour, that is the one place they will always go. They will always go to YG Land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you'll see new groups there all the time. Maybe they'll have auditions to start having American YG artists, which we'll never hear from. Um, and, you know, uh, 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 you know, it, uh, I'm so angry. <laughs> now here's uh now we know it's not going to be an amusement park, but let's say let's imagine it was going to be a YG amusement park. What yep. rides would they have? They would have a roller coaster that you had to wait in line for, but would you'd never be able to get on. But by the time that the park closed, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. The concession stands would be full of JYP merchandise for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want to, yeah. I want, um, you'd be like, oh yeah, man, I want a Daria t-shirt. Uh, we got this, uh, 2 p.m. t-shirt. Like, <laughs> the fuck? It's like, no, no. <laughs> what? Like, do I have JYP land? <laughs> like, like, no, no, you could have this uh, t-shirt with YG on the front. Like, no, I want a t-shirt with Dara on it. Get out of here. It's your bullshit. Uh, on, the, on the other hand, the food court would be amazing. Yeah. No. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Yeah. The food, they, they, if, they, if that food court has even half of the standards that the fucking lunchroom at the YG building has, I'm moving. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you know, we'll live there. We'll have a cot just outside, or or we'll find a place. We'll hide ourselves. I will move right next door to YG Land. Like, yeah, that's our. That's honestly, that's our main hope is that the YG Land will have YG a little mini uh, outpost YG cafeteria because that would be amazing, and that would make it all worth it. At least possible. Well, me and Petey know where we're moving. Mm Hmm. Uh, while we make our travel plans, y'all can sit right there and we're gonna come at, back at you with some movie recommendations. Did you just turn into TMS? <laughs> Recommendals. Oh god. Nicole Sagnell though. We're gonna get sued. Oh god. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll be right back. Alright, now we are in our, uh, movie segment. Uh, we're gonna take this time to, uh, recommend a couple of movies to you guys. Uh, we, it's been a little while since we did this. We're gonna try to hopefully do this a little more often, uh, in yeah. between our drama talk. But. Yeah, cause it, it, it gives a nice little break in between watching some of the dramas to watch something a little more short form. Yeah. Um, and it gives us, as weird as it sounds, you would think you would have more to talk about with a drama, but you get kind of more out of a movie because there's a lot more things you can key in on, you yeah. know, with yeah. with movies. So we're going to kind of go over the fine points of these movies here, and then, you know, we'll go in depth after we give you guys something to watch them with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to talk about my movie uh, that I'm going to recommend to you guys. Uh, it's a really, really intense really uh interesting movie really emotional movie uh called silenced uh it stars gong yu who uh, uh you some of you might know i think a lot of you will know from 
first shop of coffee prints as the male lead. Uh, <laughs> he, he got inspired to make, uh, this movie, uh, from reading the book, uh, while he was, uh, serving his, uh, military time, while he was serving his, uh, mandatory military time, he read the book that this was made, uh, adapted from, and he was determined to make it into a movie. And, uh, the movie is about a teacher, uh, with kind of a, a, a guest, a mysterious past. He's kind of has his, uh, you know, emotions and his, uh, motivations, but he's, uh, on his way to become the new teacher at a, uh, School for the Deaf and a fictional city, I believe Mingu is the, the name of the fictional town, uh, where there's some, uh, you know, he, he immediately, you know, meets these kids, uh, and they seem very standoffish. He's very motivated guy, but he se- they seem like there's something haunting them, something, at, at least emotionally. He he's, has a hard time connecting with these kids at first, uh, and then he slowly but surely starts to find out that many of these kids, several of these kids, are actually being molested by several of the teachers and the principal there. You know, finding out from accounts from them, uh, you know, from one of the kids that he actually gets to open up to him uh, with uh, one of the kids he actually gets to actually connect with and uh, gets to open up with him. He finds out all about all of this, and then the movie is all about him exposing what's going on, dealing with the with the uh, uh, justice system, dealing with the, the corruption, with the, the police and, and the judges and lawyers, trying to, you know, do this testimony. Uh, and it goes through all of that. And it, you know, eventually ends up, and here's some spoilers, eventually ends up with the, uh, the perpetrators later on in the movie getting light sentences due to uh, the system very, being very corrupt and, you know, former judges, uh, that be, you know, get into private practices, getting preferential t- treatment, uh, and it deals with the emotional impact of that. So it, it is this very emotional movie. Uh, it's very powerful, very intense. Uh, they have these moments. It, it, it's, it's funny. If you didn't know what type of genre this movie is, the uh, very early in this movie, there's a couple, there's one scene that almost makes you think it's going to be a supernatural horror movie because early <laughs> on in the movie, one of the first scenes is him late at night at school. Uh, he hears screaming and he goes up to a, uh, to a bathroom, a girl's bathroom and he's about to, he hears screaming coming from inside. Uh, and, and it's a very, it sounds like it's a ghost or something. And he's about to come in and he gets stopped by the janitor that, uh, you know, it's the girl's bathroom. It's okay. These kids scream and making weird noises at night for fun. And it's like, is this a scary movie? Uh, but then when you find out what actually happened in that bathroom while he, you know, later on, it's even scarier really because it just, uh, raping. <laughs> right. Some, some raping. Uh, but yeah, this is a very powerful movie, a very intense movie too. Cause they don't, they don't shy away from showing a lot of those moments in those flashbacks with these, uh, with the molestation scenes. You know, those scenes where they have very, very scared, uh, very good, well, well acted, well acting children playing very scared kids, having their clothes being forcibly removed, being forced and tied down. And these intense, like, moments and these kids telling these stories. And 
the moments are intense. They're well presented and, and, and very much evocative and provocative as well. And the acting is just fantastic. Like, Gong Yu is a fantastic actor. Like, you get to see that a little bit in Coffee Prince because he's just, you know, his comedic acting and he's a very charismatic guy. But you really see it in this movie. Like, uh, there's so many moments where you, you, you can, you can feel the, the, the motivations and the emotions of his character in so many ways and so easily. Just, it, it is, it's especially great for, you know, watching a movie where you don't understand the language. Uh, in your readings of words, but you can just listen to him speak and you can get what's going on with him just by his acting <laughs> and his yeah. face and his, his, uh, his, you know, the way he speaks and the way he, you know, the way he acts is just amazing. Uh, and it's it really well acted, very intense. It'll make you want to, it'll make you want to go out and kill somebody. <laughs> It'll make you want to go out and kill some pedophiles. Uh, and, uh, but it is a freaking really good movie and really powerful. And the craziest part is when you realize that all of that shit happened in real life. <laughs> right. All yeah, the shit no, you see in this movie. It, it, it's always like in movies like that, it's always really powerful when they have those really strong visuals. And I know some people are, are like, some people will be kind of put off by these things and be like, Oh no, movies like this with those really strong visuals, like are very off putting to me. No, 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 no. And I'm like, well, the thing about it is, is when you have those things and you kind of, you kind of let those things go and you let them wash over you and like, you kind of let it happen. It's one of those things where, like, it makes it way more powerful when you kind of tell this real story, you know? Yeah. Like, and and you tell it these real kind of, like, hard, gritty, and you show those gritty things happen. Like, I know some people are always kind of, like, of this mindset of, like, oh, well, leave it to the imagination. Leave, like, how this happened to the imagination or this or whatever or whatever. And I'm like, no, like, fucking show it. Fucking show somebody get fucking ripped apart and tortured. Like, like yeah. let it be. Yeah, it is, uh, those, those scenes really get you into the mind of the main character, all the characters, and, uh, and aside from that, there's also some really great moments in the courtroom where, uh, the, the machinations of, you know, kind of them working with the justice system and making their case against the guys, like, uh, there's a couple of great moments, like, one moment where the, the, uh, this also, by the way, I forgot to mention, this also, uh, stars Kim Soo Hyun, uh, Kim Soo, yeah, Kim Soo Hyun, uh, who is, uh, the young girl who you'll have seen in Good Doctor, and also in, uh, My Love from Another Star, a drama we're gonna review soon, uh, where she plays the young Chun Sun Yi, and, she is, she has those really great moments, like one of them was where she's, uh, she's basically the last hope for them prosecuting these, uh, these guys because they, part of it is that they slowly, uh, settle with the other two kids' parents. And you see these moments like the, the one kid finds out his, his only grandparent that can settle, did settle for the money. And, and it's like the, the, the teacher, uh, you know, Gong Yu is telling him, it's like, well, your, your grandfather, it was like, your grandfather forgave him. It's like, forgive, forgive. And you see him signing it. And you, and it's like, he's signing it 
but you see the emotion in just in just in his face. He's not speaking, but you see the emotion in his face, and you see him sign. It's like, who forgave him? I didn't forgive him. I didn't. For, I I don't remember forgiving him. Who? What are you talking about forgiving? It's like, and you see those emotional moments, and then with uh, the um, Kim Soo Hyun's character, not Kim. Kim uh, Kim Hyunsu, I think I'm I'm messing up her name. God bless her. She's a fantastic actress. The one moment they try to get her, you know, try to put poke holes into our, her argument, and one of them is the the part where she says she heard music, and that's what drew her into the principal's office uh, to see to witness, uh, you know, the other girl getting raped. And it's like, well, you're deaf. How could you hear the music? And she was like, well, I know I heard the music, like. I, I, it's like, are you sure you're not lying? It's like, no, I'm not lying. I heard the music. And they actually have her stand in the middle of the courtroom and play. And, and she says, like, it's this song by, you know, so-and-so. And they play the song. T- they tell her, all right, hold your hand up when you hear it. And you, and it's really well shot because they, they have them play plus play. And they, you hear the song. And then they, they, they mess with it. And you hear the song turn into what she hears. And it's this very faint it it becomes this very faint tinny version that is you know you would imagine uh, as soon as you hear the the argument you would imagine she is hard of hearing she's not completely deaf so she hears this faint but she and she recognizes it so she raises her hand up and then they turn off the music she puts her hand down turn on the music raises her hand up and and it's this scene where it's like she she proves it like and you see that it's her triumph. It's this triumphal moment. And they have a couple of those, uh, in, in the courtroom. And it, it plays with your emotion in that way. Just in, even in those, like having, giving those triumphs and then taking it all away with the, when they, they actually read out the, the, the convictions. And, and then when you see the machinations behind the scenes and the corruptions, like the fact that they, they, uh, the, uh, the defense judge uh promised the the prosecutor a job in his firm so he got him to to uh to keep uh important evidence uh from the judge like he got him to keep them they got him to keep from getting it's like all this insanity it's like and it, it's just so emotional it's like it, it just plays with you emotionally just those moments and it's just an right. amazing movie i think y'all should check it out even knowing those tids and bits, uh, those tidbits, tids and bits, bits and kibbles, kibbles and bits. <laughs> um, no, I did not have a stroke. Even knowing those little things, it's still an, uh, a fantastic emotional journey to go through. Uh, and it'll make you feel like a better human being. And also, uh, know that after this movie came out, uh, this movie was so popular and so provocative and so invocative that it caused all those investigations to be opened up again and brought a lot of those people to justice finally. Because at that point, uh, like it says at the end of the movies, uh, several of the people, uh, the real life dudes that, you know, molested those children actually got reinstated at the school. Like they got a few year, uh, months of prison time, some probation, and they eventually got reinstated back in those schools. So, uh, after this movie came out, those cases were investigated again, and they were, you know, they, they were brought to justice. So, when a movie can do that, that's a powerful movie. 
right, I've take I, I relinquish the floor to you, Kaz. Uh, what movie yeah. do you so, have? Um, <laughs> I picked I picked a, a kind of a revenge movie. Uh, in a sense, it's it's kind of an ad, just an action thriller called The Man from Nowhere, um, starring uh, Ben Wu, um, who I know I've seen in some other things, but I forgot to kind of pull up his his shit to to kind of talk about what I've seen him in. Um, but he started in kind of you know he, he's a Korean movie star, you know. So he's starting, like, if you're kind of into the movies, he's starting some things. He's starting a few TV shows here and there. Um, but we're talking about the man from nowhere, which he stars in and is a really, really good kind of revenge, get the girl back kind of movie. Um, so he plays, uh, Taishik, who is this kind of apartment landlord, uh, manager. Uh, in kind of this slummy, you know, kind of area or whatever. Um, and he makes this connection with this little girl who lives in the apartment building. Um, cause he also runs like a pawn shop at the same time as kind of being the, 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 you know, uh, landlord for the apartment building. Um, and the little girl will bring him stuff time to time to kind of pawn off and do other little things. And he kind of gives her little things to do. Um, and they have this connection and what, what, sets out to happen is her mother is kind of a bad person um and owes some people some money and gets caught up in some drug trafficking and shit like that and they think that he would know you know how to get the stuff that they want so they kidnap the little girl and kind of blackmail him into helping them um so it it kind of goes on this really really good epic where like there's a lot of kind of plot twists to cuz you know you have these revenge movies and you have the revenge movies where the person who shouldn't be involved is involved and you're never really sure like why or how and it's kind of these loose things or whatever but this movie kind of brought me back to a movie that I love being The Professional with John Renault who yeah. kind of the same plot is like you know this guy who has doesn't really have the connection with the girl at first, but like saves her out of the kindness of his heart. Whereas this one, he already has the connection with the little girl and the little girl is kind of important to him. And there's like all these moments where like the little girl tries to get him the, she's like in trouble for something at school. And she's like, and she sees him and they're like, where's your parents? Where's your parents? And she points at him like, you know, can help me out here. And he doesn't early on in the movie. And it, leads up to the scene where the little girl is like, you know what? Like you didn't help me. And I thought you were the one person that I could rely on. Cause I can't rely on my own shitty ass mother, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's like, thanks for making me feel like trash, you know? Um, good on you. <laughs> and it's such a like kind of powerful scene to pull him in right before she gets kidnapped. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's just so good. And it, it, it kind of goes through this whole thing of like how far it, it goes through the how far would you go thing, you know? Um, and it gets really, really good when it starts to get down to these scenes because you, you find out, um, spoiler that he's this ex special agent or whatever who has kind of taken to this life of being a nobody because he watched his family die. Yeah. Um, in a pretty horrid way too. Um, and 
he just doesn't want to see it happen again. So he like, you know, kind of picks up and goes out to save this little girl. And there's this really great scene with him and one of the bad guys. Cause one of the bad guys is this killer for hire who's been hired by this gang to help get their shit. And, you know, this dude doesn't care about anything. You know, he just kind of does his job, kills who they tell him to kill and all this other stuff. But then it gets to this thing where he's like, Oh wow, this dude is a challenge for me, you know? Um, and it's just really great. And it, it, it gives you all the things you want in a revenge movie. Like you, you have these, these kind of levels of, of people and he kind of runs through people sometimes, but it's kind of the little things where you're like, Oh, the quiet guy. Right. And the bad guys are like, Oh, you, the, the fucking quiet little dude. Oh yeah. You want the, the girl back. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Like we don't care. <laughs> um, and like he, how fucking vicious he gets. Like, there's a scene in the movie where he, like, finds their, like, place where they're making drugs and shit and just kind of proceeds to pick the dudes off and tortures this one dude. Yeah. And then, like, sets up a Rube, a Rube Goldberg machine that's going to, like, explode the thing. And it's tied to this, like, sandbag that is slowly leaking out that's holding the dude's chair kind of caught or whatever as he's sitting in it. So once the chair writes itself, it's going to set off this explosion. And the yeah. dude's like, you're just gonna, like, what? You're gonna leave me like this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, yep, that, yep. that's what you deserve in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna yeah. tell you if he, and it, it's one of these things, you don't know if he's gonna get the girl back. Yeah. Like, there's some shit that they set up that makes you feel like they already killed the girl when they, when they hadn't yet or if they haven't. Um, and it's just so epic and it just pushes him and fuels him harder, yeah. you know? Um, and it's such a, it's such a, like, if you like kind of these action revenge movies, um, uh, you, you like this will get to you. And like, I, I want yeah. you to watch this PD and I know that's what we're going to do. We're going to trade movies here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going to watch these and I'm going to watch Silence. You're going to watch this. And I think it's kind of good because we kind of pick two big, big kind of movies, especially two that are involving children in this yeah. kind of sense, you know, yeah. like yours with this hard hitting, like kind of molestation and like, like these things that they put these poor kids through. And this one guy who's fighting for everything and, and yeah. me picking this, you know, this poor guy who wants to be left alone, you know, after losing everything that he had and seeing this little girl whose world is kind of crumbling around her for having a shitty mom and a shitty life, you know, and who just gets tossed into an even shittier situation. And then there's this dude who's just like, you know, like, Oh, I don't want to see that happen to this poor kid. And, and, you know, if you, if you let yourself get invested, you have that same feeling of like, man, I don't want to see this kid's life. Yeah. And, like this when yeah. her life is so shitty you know yeah uh um, and it, it definitely uh evokes uh it, it lets you know the the nature of their relationship when uh the korean name for the movie is ajashi ajashi uh which yeah. is uncle so yeah. uh, the movie in korean is called uncle so it kind of gives you the, this feeling that she is kind of a he becomes a surrogate uncle for her so i'm looking forward to checking that out and see how that mm-hmm. works out. And it looks like it's a fun movie, and apparently it grossed half a million in the U.S. and Canada <laughs> when they did it, it, when they released it here, and have a, yep. a U.S. release, which is cool. Uh, one of those U.S. releases. Ugh. So uh, we will look forward to checking out each other's movies, and we'll talk about that when the time comes. But I think yeah. that's 
That's all for us today. Uh, that Kaz, is all for us today. Yep. Kaz, what is going on in your world? I have a tab open called Squarespace, and it is the overhaul of that has been long awaited of it needs more deaths. I'm going to bring this back in some way, shape, or form with uh, review, like reviews for just all kinds of things and silly little videos. It, it will more be the home of King Kaz mm-hmm. uh, more than what it was originally aspired to be, but it needs more deaths will kind of be the home of King Kaz. It'll have the, the link bait for, for shows like this, uh, shooting your shit with, you know, your black guys. It'll have the, the, the links for, you know, when I stream and do other things and like whatever crazy kind of things that I think of and want people to see will kind of go there and be linked mm-hmm. there. And that will, will now be the home like for my photography for everything it will be it needs more deaths and like anything king kaz or anything that that then goes there will be there once i figure out what i'm gonna do with it yes <laughs> uh and of course you can uh check out uh all of that uh is generally linked on about.me slash king kaz you can yes. follow him on twitter at king kaz i'm Ooh. at pd rave uh, of course, we're still doing the same old thing here at, uh, Rebelli. So I'm at PD Rave. You can follow the show at Halyujuku. Uh, you can check out the show's, uh, site. Check out all our episodes at Halyujuku.com or if it's easier for you, kpoppodcast.com. Uh, share that with your friends. You can check out this and other shows on Rebelli.net, including Record Breakers. Uh, this week on Record Breakers, it should be, uh, I believe it should be The Roots, How I Got Over. Uh, oh, off, nice. We're going to finish off Hip Hop Month with a nice album, uh, courtesy of, uh, Patrick. Uh, so the, with the roots, uh, so the it's roots. Gonna, uh, what you, yeah, the, the, uh, so that will be that. Uh, check out that and all of our other stuff, iTunes, Stitcher, you know where to find us, all of the internet. Until next yep. time, hasta los huevos. Diddy dum dum, diddy dum dum dum. Anyang! Diddy dum dum, diddy dum dum dum, diddy dum dum, diddy dum dum!